0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on another big night of European football. Rangers play Sparta Prague in Philippe Clement's first home Europa League clash. Aberdeen are underway in Greece and lead Pauk by a goal to nil early on. And the fallout from Celtic's Madrid humbling continues as Alistair Johnston calls it his most difficult night in football. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight, two men who had plenty of difficult nights in football. It's Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. It's another huge night on the European front and what a start we've got with Duke putting Aberdeen ahead in Greece against Palk and Rangers to come later. Rangers still firmly in their group and Clement will look to take his domestic form into Europe tonight. It's a big challenge but Rangers fans going along will think they'll have every chance. Yeah, after a disappointing result the other night with Celtic, we're looking forward to tonight and it's all about Aberdeen, early kick-off. So far it's been very positive. There's a bit of confidence growing at Petaudry into the first cup final, winning away from home tonight, 1-0. And then we look forward to Ibrooks full house, exciting games ahead. Come on down then, 01419511025. What are you thinking tonight then, Rangers fans? You should know the drill by now, if one of our big teams is playing at home in Europe, you are duty-bound to phone us on your way to the game. Just to let us share the build-up with you, how you're feeling, if you're confident, if you've got any nerves, most importantly, what your team would look like, anyone you think deserves a chance, anyone you don't want to see played in a game of this magnitude. It is the first time home fans have got to see a European game under Philippe Clement's reign. So what are you expecting? If you're on your way to the game or if you're settling down to watch it on the couch, give us a call either way. 01419511025. If last night's calls are anything to go by, I don't think we get over Atletico Madrid 6 Celtic nil in just one night. Maybe you've had a bit more time for the dust to settle, the emotion to drop out of it, whatever it is, Celtic fans. How do you look back on it now? Um, your, your overall thoughts either on the game or where you go from here or general kind of standing in Europe, all the usual discussion points that generally... Follow. We even had a bit of a barney about ticket allocations last night. I always say it's a real staple of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard regime. Uh, a good argument about stuff like that. So if you want to keep your thoughts coming, please do. And we'll watch along as Aberdeen hopefully cause a bit of a shock in Greece. Duke has them 1 0 up early on. So St. Mirren fans and Hibs fans, I've not forgotten about you actually last night. What did you make of that game? There is so much happening. So please do pick up the phone. It's the same drill every Thursday. I'd rather speak to you than speak to them. So if you can give us a call, 01419511025, you'd be doing us a real service. Thoughts on, on the week's action so far? Uh, okay, starting on Tuesday night. Another. What minute did you switch it off? <laughs> Wasn't it long into the second half? I thought, oh, you know, I, I could see this coming. After my year, I got sent off. The funny thing was, when Celtic went one behind, and that can happen at that level in the Champions League when you're playing against guys like Griezmann, they they can undo you early on. But I thought Celtic from that period until Maeda was sent off were excellent. I thought they controlled the last. In fact, a stat came up. I think it was like sixty-five percent possession. They had. They won the ball back quickly. They were pinning Atletico back without really creating anything um, too clear cut. And then the sending off comes. And then it's at that point you think, how's the manager going to respond to this? What what tactics is he going to employ? 
are they going to sit in and, and defend the 18-yard line and try and get something late on the game? He was brave enough to put Palma and Kyogo up front and leave the three in midfield. And I thought that just allowed Atletico to get a real mm. foothold. And it, the, the tide just kept coming at Celtic. And I wasn't really surprised when they conceded. Mm. And it's that second goal, just before half-time, yeah. that throws everything out. I, I had every sympathy for them, but I still think with 10 men... Against top class opposition, you should be able to defend. Remind better. me, what what was your prediction? You were in here on Tuesday night. Yeah, what, uh, what did you leave us with? I, I said that Celtic would get nothing. What for was it. the score? Uh, I, I, I didn't give a score, no. uh, but I did say that the danger man, because I was so impressed with him, mm-hmm. was Griezmann. I, I was, believe it or not, because I don't do it regularly. I was going to give you some credit because I thought one of you said yeah. like three 0 and really, if you had a red card into the mix, maybe you were kind of. No, I, I, right I, I thought it was going to be a very difficult night for Celtic. I pinpointed the danger man. I'm sure everybody knew that anyway because I thought he was. Absolutely brilliant at Celtic. I thought that was going like to be. I thought, I thought that was going to be another one though, where he's claiming that he's like uncovered some hidden gem. No, no, at all. In no, at all. But listen, they've got some good players. Marata, for instance, you could have spoken nah, about well, him. Yep. But uh, Griezmann, for me, at Celtic Park just showed what type of player he was. Away from all, listen, it was a massive task. Eleven v eleven. Mm. When it goes to ten, lights out. 01419511025 and before that though for anyone watching in the live stream what's the big news tonight he's finally done it look at him I know. Look, he's getting the Partick <laughs> Thistle tracksuit on unbelievable the right way. it's quite nice eh uh, nice colours oh, that's no, that's you know you know, having it it's fine it's one each at uh, Aberdeen oh so it is unfortunately oh, that lead didn't last long I missed long. that because I was looking at my trackie <laughs> and, and the camera oh, I've, got to, me, I've got to say you've had some tracks it's in your career haven't you you've that's a good one Alawa, made a nice material Alawa Airdrie Brecon uh, Partick Dumbarton Dumbarton Sons of the he's, Rock he's had some tra- I tell you what <laughs> charity shops mum <laughs> Right, plenty to get through tonight. Let's build up to the kickoff at Ibrooks, of course, and look back on what's already happened in the week. 01419511025 Rangers fans, if you call us now, we'll set the scene with Andrew McLean. Clyde One Super Scoreboards European coverage with Trustee Scotland for life after dead. Visit trusteedscotland.net. Yeah, good evening. Match day four of these Europa League groups and it's still really tight in Rangers group, isn't it? Real Betis on six points, Sparta Prague and Rangers on four, Aris Limassol on three. But the big plus for Rangers is back-to-back home games up next, starting of course tonight against Sparta Prague. And the reason it's good news, you just need to look at Rangers' record at Ibrox in the Europa League. Just three defeats in the last 32 Europa League games here. And that's including qualifiers as well. But some of the teams that they've overcome, the likes of Leipzig, Porto, Feyenoord, even Real Betis, of course, this season as well, lost in the fixture. So if Rangers are able to make the most of these next two home matches, they'll put themselves in a really good position to get into the knockout stages. Sparta are certainly no mugs, though. We saw that, didn't we, in the reverse fixture. They're top of their domestic league as well. And a big plus for them is that top scorer Lucas Haraslin is back fit. He missed the last game between these two sides, but he's expected to come in and start tonight as well so he'll certainly look to be a danger but as for team news for Rangers the likes of Ridvan Yilmaz, Leon Balgan not in the European squad that does seem to be a bit of a frustration for Philip Clement he has mentioned a couple of times you know he didn't get to pick the European squad because it happened before he came in and certainly Leon Balgan is a player that he's relied on in the last few weeks and is someone that you think might have started this game if he was in the squad to add to the 
issues at centre-back. John Souter out injured again. Nicholas Raskin in midfield as well. He's out until in, after the international break. It's likely too soon for Ravi Matondo to make a return as well. Well, it could be a cameo for Kemar Roof. He scored a good few goals in this competition as well. Philip Clement saying he'll be fit if needed, but only really for five or ten minutes towards the end of the game. I'll give you the full team news from Ibrooks as soon as I get it. 01419511025. Graham is a Rangers fan. Are you going tonight, Graham? Watching from home? What are the plans? No, I'm just heading there on the new, mate. I've got a wee grandson in the motor with me. Brilliant. What's his name? Caden. Caden, good to have you both yeah. along. What are you expecting when you, you get there, Graham? I'm saying you might remember wee Caden for last year. After a Liverpool game, I phoned you. Oh, I've called and him Caden, sorry, Caden. Has he been on before? He's a multiple. Cap holder on Super Scoreboard. Aye, was him that made the comment when I said, after 7 1, he says, Prince, less than a 10 hour ago, Grander, that was good value. <laughs> you might remember him. <laughs> Surely you're hoping for better value tonight then? Okay, aye, aye, they'll do well tonight. I think he's, he's a, instilled a bit of confidence. But what I would like to see, I'd like to see Canwell plays a 10 and Lammers come out of the team all together and the boy McCausland White would go with McCausland, Danilo. And Seymour And we Can't just staff Yeah It could have been interesting Because we, we spoke about this Earlier in the week You know Cantwell didn't start Against Dundee You could say fine That was a rest um, But then taking off At half time Yes Philippe Clement said It was due to Being on a booking Scott Wright came on And really injected Something to Rangers But he's an injury doubt For tonight So How do they all fit in? I've got Cantwell In the number 10 uh, Just behind Danilo And my team don't just get in front of Barlican. Don't get me wrong. Got to yeah, say, I, I, and his I, I, team. <laughs> well, uh, uh, <laughs> just to throw him under but, the bus. I know. I just put that there to copy. But um, I think Cantwell will play. I think maybe uh, if Wright's not fit, I think he'll go with Cantwell, Lammers, Danilo, and Seymour. Mm, I've but, seen a few people already on Twitter tonight, and now Graham's phoned in as well, McCausland, hoping that McCausland gets a a start. He, he may well do, Mark. It's just he didn't. You know, he's not really fe- he didn't feature from you know from the start of the weekend as an example. Um, Philip Clement clearly sees something, but whether it's enough to go in from the start tonight, what do you think? I'd find that hard to to believe that he would come from almost obscurity right into a starting lineup. I mean, he has been not obscurity, but I, I mean, you know, from the bench to to starting a game of this magnitude, it all depends, of course, on the on the fitness of Scott Wright. I think if Scott Wright's fit, then he. It's a no-brainer that he's going to play. I think the only position really up for grabs is that number 10 role. And it's between Cantwell and Lammers. And if I had to pick one of them, it's a hard decision just now. If you asked me three, four weeks ago, I would have said Cantwell all day long because Lammers, I just don't see it with Lammers. But in the last week or so, where Lammers scores a, a very good goal at Dundee and Cantwell, you know, withdrawn um, at Hamden on Sunday... I just wonder if Clement, um just not as much a fan of Cantwell as Michael Beale was. So I think that was a bit of a statement on Sunday, um, um, substituting and then getting the positive reaction from his team in the second half. I mean, he did say it was because he was on a booking. That, that you know, that was the oh, reason. Come on, I mean, so every, every time one of his players gets a booking, he's going to withdraw them? I don't think so. I think he, he knew fine well what his team needed and what they didn't need. Mm. And they needed... Um, more going forward than Cantwell. Do you Cantwell. think there was something else, Mark? Just well, obviously that question. Sinister just thinks yeah. it's a way to improve the team in the second half. Aye, aye. Mm. Well, if 
say Golton gets booked yeah, in off, 10 off, minutes he's going to take him off oh, half time <laughs> nonsense <laughs> he obviously knew that Cantwell wasn't contributing the way he needed at the top end of the pitch yeah I mean Graham look he's, he's been injured obviously he, he is a fan's favourite you kind of backing him to come back in and, and really kind of show why the, the fans enjoyed enjoyed his stuff in the early period I think he gives you more going forward I think Lammers is just hopeless mate I just don't think it's going to happen for him here so I think he should just maybe Cantwell's no his type of player but I think he's, whatever he is he's better than Lammers so I'd go with Cantwell yeah, well, I suppose that is the other thing. If you're, you know, can't well off that side, you're losing a bit. It, it, it felt like booking a side. He just wasn't, you know, wasn't able to really impact it from that side I at the weekend I, at Hamden. You know I what it's like when we go, you get a nice big high view and right on his side in the first half and just, yeah, it didn't really seem to click. Look, I, I tend to go along with what Mark said there. I don't think he was pulling up trees at Hamden. I thought that um, it was a quite a, an easy option to say, look, you're on a book and I'm going to take you off. He wanted to change the system. And let's be let's be fair to the manager. All credit to him. It worked brilliantly for them. Cantwell's not been playing at the top of his forum. Lammers had a terrific goal at Den's part, so that's got to do his confidence that we're all the good. I think the now with the two of them, you'll get phew, 10 Rangers supporters on here. Five will go for Lammers, five will go for Cantwell. It's a toss-up. I don't think Cantwell's playing particularly well just now. Um, so I don't think it'd be a big miss if it was Lammers or I don't think it'd be a big miss if it was Cantwell Graham, how frustrating is it that guys like Leon Balogun aren't in the European squad I know hindsight's brilliant and so maybe it, you know, maybe we're being a bit selective because of the circumstances we find ourselves in now but he's clearly been one of the better performers in the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? I don't it just sums people up, doesn't it? Leaving guys like that out with that it just doesn't it's frustrating he's coming in and done well but you just need to trust Davis to keep the head in and not get away penalties <laughs> well that would be ideal I mean like I say Mark probably the, the glaring one probably is left back oh, um, because it's like you know just don't have a back up there whether he thought you know Dujon Sterling or whatever and they could cover it that that seems to be from the outset a bigger area uh, a bigger error but now that we're here and again I stress it I know we've Got the, the benefit now of hindsight, but um, if if Philippe Clement was picking his strongest team tonight, he, he, it feels like Leon Balogun might be in it. I think so. Um, uh, you know, Balogun's done well since he's come back into the side. I think he he brings that positivity going forward. He'll drive with the ball into the midfield area, exactly what Clement wants, and he, he just gives you that physical presence that I think Rangers were missing. I think Rangers are missing when Davies plays. I don't think he's physical enough for a centre-half when he's been put under pressure. Um, but that left side, that both of those positions, left-back, your right, Gordon's the more glaring one for me. I mean, what were they thinking before? That Barisic was going to be in form and play every game and Sterling was the backup. That, to me, um, is a poor choice when you've got Yilmaz in the building. And I know Yilmaz struggles with injuries, but still, mm. you have to expect that there's going to be an issue there or or think the worst with Barisic um, yeah I suppose Gordon if you know you, there wasn't a lot there was hardly anything wrong with Rangers at the weekend they were very convincing and they won and they're through to a final just specifically personally for Ben Davies if that, that just wasn't an ideal preparation for tonight if you now know that he's going to come into the starting eleven, he came on and Gave away the penalty and just was a bit all over the place. That's not to say that that's definitely going to happen tonight. It's just not ideal preparation. No, uh, but he's a very experienced player. Um, 
if you if if you're experienced and you're good enough, Gordon, you accept the bad days, and it wasn't the greatest weekend for him. He's got a big game tonight. Um, they're at home. Um, ideal situation for Rangers, probably the now the way they're playing, Golson and Balogun, but that's not going to happen. And uh, Davis can slot in there, and it'll be up to him just to say. Plus, the fact there's a little bit of added uh, pressure on him, and the fact that he now knows that if Balogun was able tonight, he'd be in the team. Certainty, he'd be in the team. So he's now got competition, not just from. John Souter, where everybody thought it was a straight pick. Balogun's now mm. probably taking the number one jersey. I think at the weekend he'll be back in the team. So it's up to Ben Davis now to show the manager he wants to be part of it. Go on then, before we let you go, Graham, how confident are we talking score prediction? Let's hear it. Uh, Two nine Rangers. Seems like a fairly straightforward evening at the office. How confident would you be? Has Graham got that about right? Um, I fancy them to sneak it tonight. I really do. I think that uh, I think Andrew said in his intro about the home advantage and how re- well Rangers do in these big nights. It's um, some record that isn't. It? It's incredible. Um, so something uh, obviously brings out the best in them, and I don't see anything different tonight. I don't think it'll be. You know, a comfortable rate for Rangers. I think they'll need to defend at times, and I think their goalkeeper, who's excellent, will be called into question. But I do think they'll go over the line tonight. Okay, thank you, Graham. Enjoy your evening at the game. It's 01419511025. What do you think, Rangers fans? Graham's got you up and running there with some suggestions about who should play and who shouldn't play. If you agree, give us a call. And if you disagree, give us a call as well. We'll have a wee debate as we build up to kick off. Still, Palk 1, Aberdeen 1. A bit of a sore one on an Aberdeen player there. Was there a late one on the ankle? And old VAR this week, we've seen one with Rashford mm-hmm. last night, one with Maeda. Mm-hmm. When you freeze frame it... Was that I'll, any different? Um, no, not really, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest. But I don't think any of them are a red card in that respect. But again, consistency, big thing across Europe, not just in our country, with VR. Yeah, 10 minutes to half time in Greece there. It's 01419511025. And if you call us right now, there is a good chance we'll get you on next... Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141 It's still Palk 1 Aberdeen one, remember Duke opened the scoring and a lovely goal it was, by the way, um, for Aberdeen. He's just been penalised for a pretty strange offside call. But anyway, uh, unfortunately couldn't keep the lead for too long. Uh, they have been pegged back. We're building up to kick-off at Ibrooks. Celtic fans, we'll take your day two reaction to that game uh, in Madrid. If you want to get it over to us right now, that would be lovely. 01419511025. Alan is a Rangers fan from Perth, Australia, of all places. Alan, how's it going? I not bad. I've just woke up and I thought I better. <laughs> I thought I just woke up. I thought I better give you guys a, a phone. What a way to start um, your day! You going to the game? You. <laughs> I've got no. I'll be using the Gordon DL streaming service. Oh, we wouldn't possibly know what you're talking about, Alan. <laughs> you wouldn't have fell asleep. We've uh, we, we 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 as a st- I am obli- legally obliged to say that as a company, we have no idea how Gordon DL watches so many football games. I don't know either. The lawyers have told me. I'm about Alan. 
The lawyers have told me to say that. You're the, the legend. Um, Alan, all the way over there then, what, what, it's, a long, it's a long way to get a vibe, um, but what kind of vibe are you getting for the new manager? Are you liking what you're you seeing? Are you what? confident today? The, the new manager, as Shoe Keevan says, he's a proper manager. You know what I mean? He knows what he's doing. Uh, it, I, I just love the way he is, the way he talks to the press, the way he is with the players. And you can see the way the team's playing. They're further up the park. They're working as a team properly. And they look as if they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, I think there was a, one of the players was saying that he simplifies things. You know what I mean? So it just looks a whole... Uh, it's, it's exciting to watch the games again. You know what I mean? You're no mm-hmm. nervous. Like before I was little. I, another thing Hugh Keevan said was, after the Celtic game, I couldn't believe it. I should have phoned you after that, after the Celtic game. We sat back against Celtic with the Ibrox. They've got the worst defence, you know, supposedly. But we just sat back. We let them come at us. You know, we're at home. So after that, Michael Beale was finished for me, you know. But now I'm excited. We've got a proper guy in charge. And it feels like things are happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's still early. So the thing is, you're ticking off all these different... You know, especially at this time of year, you go from League games to League Cup semis back, back to Europe. So we've seen an away performance in Europe from Philippe Clement's Rangers. I'm sure he wasn't delighted with it all because it was a it was a tough watch if you were a Rangers fan to begin with. Weathered it and then maybe even could have nicked something later on. So first time at home in the competition. Be interesting to see what that looks like tonight. Yeah, um, I think uh, initial opinion from the Rangers fans is very positive, Gordon. Um, he's come in, he looks apart I think that they're picking up and everything That's what happens when you're winning games First and foremost, he's got to win games He's doing that They're picking up and, you know, talking to players When they're coming off the pitch And how he's conducting himself in the dugout um, What I'm really looking forward to seeing Is when he gets to January Because he's working with Michael Beale's squad, really um, he's got to bring in his own players Will he change his formation Style of football, I don't know But so far he's getting a tune out of One or two players that Michael Beale Struggled to get a tune out of Yeah, he needed a quick hit when he came in He needed to Like Alan said there, go back to basics Probably for some players, maybe that was A problem with Michael Beale Maybe he was trying to overcomplicate things And the players just needed a straight talker And I believe come on as a straight talker the way he conducts himself in front of the media um, pre and post match seems pretty straightforward, and I think the players um, are buying into that. You only have to hear John Lundstrom's comments the other day, which was quite remarkable, and mm. saying that how the mood was so much better than before to see that that's that's um, you know how the Rangers players are are adapting and how they're performing much better because if you are getting into work every day. And training under a cloud quite quickly that will transfer onto the pitch. Yeah. But if you're going in, you're enjoying it, and it's a breath of fresh air. Again, the opposite will transfer onto the pitch. Now, the performances haven't been great, but results have been good, and that's all Come on could do. See, I was all about that because I was there. I heard John Lundstrom speak those words, ah. and I thought that's interesting. It was really strong stuff, and we spoke about it the other night when Andy and Roger were on. And then someone sent me a few articles of 
um, in which John Lundstrom does this for every new Rangers oh, no, manager did he? apparently oh, yeah. oh, I, can't imagine maybe, maybe, no, then. I yeah. didn't realise my memory doesn't stretch back that far I think he called Beale a tactical genius oh. um, and then <laughs> right. it was something said prior so there we go well I withdraw that last oh, statement listen, then listen, he, could still, he could still mean it he could still absolutely uh, mean it for sure um, you've just burst Clement's bubble <laughs> if he's listening and he's going what is that John I th- I, I'm sure they'll have us on in the, the team you, might, you never know um Alan, so that will translate into a win tonight for you, does it? Thanks. Uh, I, I'm, I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, like, I know, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to know, I've, I've, listened, I've watched enough, uh, seen enough Rangers managers, but I, I, I think we'll win. I think it'll be very tight, but we'll win tonight. But can I just make a quick point about last night's show, if possible? You can, very quickly, yep. I listen to podcasts all the time, so, I, like, I was... I was driving the day and I was listening to it and I was thinking to myself, that was a red card all day long, the Celtic game the other night. I mean, might have been a bit soft, but as the letter of the law goes, he studs it up, they hit the shin, red card. Mm. That's all I want to say. It's one man's opinion. Marvin and Jim had theirs last night. I think that's fine. I don't think... um... I think you'll clearly hear a good number of people agreeing with Alan. I don't know how, how many those two felt very strongly last night. I did suggest that those two, uh, you know, love a tackle. So that's maybe why they mm-hmm. they felt that way. But, you know, I guess it's... Maybe there is part of that in terms of the, mo- the modern interpretation. The reason I don't want to get your two's opinion on it right this second, because I think that's what Craig wants to discuss as well. So thank you, Alan. Enjoy your morning, I guess, over there uh, in Perth. Let's bring in Craig, who's a bit closer to home. Uh, in Stewarton, how's it going, Craig? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Right on cue, and we obviously can't really set this up because you were already hanging on the line anyway. So, give us your thoughts on that red card. A couple of days on, you're still thinking about it. I just, uh, I can't, I can't believe it was a red card. If I'm being brutally honest, um, it's more. I think VAR has been brought in to try and help the game, um, and I think it's absolutely hindering it. I think the referee called it right. At first, but with the yellow card, um, and then when, but you know when the, the, the referees are called over to these screens, it's only going to go one way. I've never seen, I've never seen a ref go over to a screen and then agree with the decision that he had originally done. Um, I just think it's. Well, I'm not even asking for fairness. I'm just asking for consistency. Because in the second half, pretty much a mirrored challenge was put in against Kyogo. The foot landed on the same part of the leg pretty much and that went totally un- unchallenged at all. Not even a booking from memory. Um, and, and I just think it needs to be more consistent. And I think Mark was talking about it as well with the rational. I mean, I, I don't think that was a sending off either. And I just think that football's becoming a, no, a, a non-contact sport and I just think Val's playing a massive, massive part on that. Yeah, I mean... Craig's certainly right. You you very rarely see them going to the monitor and sticking with. I have seen it. You know, I think they not get one in the Partick Thistle Ross County playoff at the end of last season. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not. It just it, Thistle it's, were robbed. It's very for the record. Thistle fans. I know you could have been a Premier League. <laughs> it's very coach. rare. Anyway, right. um, like the previous caller saying, and when you describe it like that, you, well, you know, there's not a lot to argue. Specifically, the, the words that the caller used, you know, the, the studs are up and it, it connects with the shin, but Craig's sort of got the other view on it. What, what did you two think? Uh, I, I, I thought it was never a red card in a million years. And the, the studs up, well, 
I think you can quite clearly see that that players are entitled to to go for the ball. That sometimes means outstretching your leg. Now, if an opposition player comes in at force the other way and 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 contacts the ball but kicks into him as well, that's got to be taken into context. And I I think that's a problem that when referees are called, the referee called it for what it was. It was a yellow card, right? And he was right because it is a bit reckless, clearly. Just because of the pace at my head I was going at. Um, but again, was it in danger of the opponent? I don't believe it was. I believe that ball was there to be won and it was missed time, but never a red card. But when the referees are being called over, I think Craig's got a point there that they automatically have in their head, I've made a mistake and the guys in the VR truck or studio must know better than me because I've got loads going on around about me that I can't see clearly. But when they show them that still, of course it looks horrendous. But the referee has to take time then to take it into the full context of the tackle. And it's the same with the Rashford one as well when you look at it. That of course it looks bad when you freeze it and you see somebody's leg going the other way or stud right into their shin. But how did it get to that point? So it has to be almost a few frames before. And I don't think referees are taking that into consideration. And I get that there's pressure on them because stoppages, they've been told to make things much quicker. But with big decisions like that, I would rather they take an extra 60 seconds to rewind the full clip and see the context rather than just go with the, the still image. I think he's very unfortunate. I think uh, I agree with Mark and a lot of his comments there. Uh, I think the still image doesn't look particularly great, but we've seen it a million times with still images. Um, I thought the referee at the time when I was watching it, I thought he called it right. I thought, yeah, okay, yellow card, fine, let's play on, let's move from there. I think the reaction that came from the Athletical dugout put a lot of doubt in people's minds. Let's not be kidded. Um, and then obviously a referee gets called over. The still image, you're looking at and you're thinking, oh, it's going to definitely be a red card here but and and uh, in real play time I thought Maeda was very unfortunate to oh, get red overall though um, oh he's gone actually where's he away to I was going to ask Craig overall because like that obviously makes life harder everyone knows that it, it's not it should, I take it it's not a case of saying oh well unlucky Celtic not much mm. you can do hard done by by a red there must be more to it than that I'll, go, I'll, I'll go out in fact to say that Look, you can say, was that a big change in the game? To get beat 6-0, it probably was. To go and try and get something out of the game? No, because I still believe 11 v 11. Atletico, remember, after six minutes, they were one goal up. They're at home. Their home record's incredible. The players that they've got in the pitch are superb. So I thought it was a very uphill task for Celtic. They were one down, the decision get made, and credit to Brendan Rodgers, second half... He goes with two strikers up top. And I'm thinking, not many managers would go with that formation. And, look, with the class that they've got, they're going to punish you. And I think Celtic were quite lucky to get out six, if uh, if I'm truthful here. But I think 11 v 11, would they get beat 6-0? Probably not. Would they win the game? Not for me. You kind of use it as an excuse to lose six goals. I mean, I, I get that you're... You're, you're hindered by it but there's got to be a better uh, or stronger resilience here with 10 men and like Daz touched on that Celtic did play two up front for a large period when they were down to 10 men and I was trying to work out why maybe to stop 
Atletico's back three getting on the ball and getting out maybe forcing them to try and kick it long but at this level players will go into any area to outnumber you and Celtic got outnumbered so that of course they played open and they got picked off and that's what happens at this level but even with 10 men surely you've got to put up a better fight and I totally understand that they're playing against world class players some of the goals were fantastic some that you'll pick holes in and, and say there's glaring holes there um, but another real sore one for Brendan Rodgers uh, when it looked like he was taking them in the right direction in the Champions League always leads to that soul searching as well about you know overall and where Celtic are and can they compete and what needs to be done and is enough money getting spent and all that sort of stuff um, we've Same been old here before ah. is it ever going to go away or never never until Celtic actually progress at the group stages but I, I, I don't agree with people that say that Celtic need to then go out and buy players at 15 and 20 million quid and the reason I say that is because it's been done before it's been done by Neil Lennon it's been done twice when I was there so it's no different you know so it's maybe been a bit more pragmatic uh, maybe it has more just now style over substance that the philosophy of people and, and nice football is fans want the full package rather than just being hard to beat sometimes and I think the position that Celtic's always going to be at this competition is that they're not going to succeed when they go toe-to-toe and play nice, expansive football. They'll create loads of chances. They might score some nice goals, but they'll always get unpicked at the other side. I've heard Celtic fans coming out in the last couple of days and saying, look, we don't belong at that level. Um, you're at that level because it's, it makes you a lot of money, first and foremost. It gives you good finances for a club. Now, whether they go and spend that, and Mark touched on points there, it's been done before. They're well off it just now. Now, you can go back to looking at the, uh, the the game last week. The first half, they were brilliant. Celtic are capable of doing that. But when they have to do it away from home, when they have to do it for 90 minutes, when they have to go and... You know, for instance, Lazio, when they've got that that point there and then the lack of concentration and they get punished. So they're a bit off it just now uh, for me. Um, and it's once again, it's back to drawing board. It's another learning curve. Uh, but the other night there, um, I, as I say, I left the studio. I gave my prediction. I didn't think Celtic would get in in Spain um, as one nil after six minutes, you're up against it. My head goes off. You've abs. Mm. You're behind the black ball. You've no chance. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to share your thoughts, and we'll get the Rangers team next. Clyde one. What a week it has been on Make Me a Winner. You've been tuned in. Yeah, yeah. I must admit, last night I think there was a few. Uh, Bits of dust flying about the studio, flying about the country, we tear in the eye perhaps. It went to voicemail last time out though, which means it's a rollover and we could make you the winner of £110,000 tomorrow. But you need to be in the draw. We've teamed up with our stations across the UK to bring you this incredible amount. So text YES to 61025. £2 to text plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com. Online entries £2 or call 0330 and the calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It's over 18s only. And the entries since Doogie won on Wednesday have rolled over. All the rules for this network competition are online. So if you get the call from us after 3 o'clock tomorrow, Friday the 10th, answer within five rings. Say make me a winner straight away. And £110,000 would be yours. Text yes to 61025. Oh, 
Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here and it's that time on a big European night when we get breaking team news so Rangers fans listen carefully and let us know what you make of this team as brought to you by Andrew McLean yeah, well, just one change from the weekend. Leon Balogun, of course, not in the European squad. He drops out completely, and it is Ben Davies that comes in. So Jack Butland in goal for Rangers tonight. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davies, and Borna Barisic. The two holding midfielders, Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom. The two, or sorry, the three in behind the striker, Todd Cantwell, Sam Lammers, and Abdallah Sima. And Danilo keeps his place up top. The substitutes for Rangers tonight, McCrory, Wright, Dessers, Lawrence, Sifuentes, Sterling, Roof, King, Devine and McCausland. I did talk about the fact that Sparta Prague's top goal scorer, Lucas Haraslin, is back fit, but he only makes the bench for them tonight. Interesting selection. Not much to debate in terms of changes, clearly. So Graham, who's a Rangers fan on the line, happy enough with that? Graham, is that what you would have gone for? Beat me a winner! <laughs> Listen, you can never you can never be over prepared. You never know the moment. I wish we had that power. Uh, unfortunately not. We give away sign balls, priceless prizes on this show. Um what are you thinking about the team then? Happy enough? Yeah, I think the team picks itself to be honest with you. I think we all knew uh, Davis would come in because obviously the Alligans are not in the squad. Um yeah, no, the team picks itself for sure tonight. Yeah, I mean, the injury to Scott Wright has maybe robbed us of a good debate mm. um, I know that's probably not the priority when we're talking about Scott Wright's injury um, But from our selfish standpoint, I think that would have been interesting He's not available, we said McCausland coming in to start a game like this, probably a stretch So therefore maybe it does pick itself 100% it picks itself uh, Would the, it have picked itself if Scott no, Wright was fit? No, because I, I would have fancied Scott Wright to uh, get a starting place tonight in the place of uh, Lammers or Cantwell, I think that would have been the talking point. I think Scott Wright come on and um, at the weekend and just give Rangers something different, a bit of energy, bit of width, bit of driving with the ball. Um, and I thought he, he was terrific, I've got to say. So I think looking at that team tonight, he would have probably started in it. But it's up to Cantwell and Lammers now because... When you sit in a dressing room, Gordon's are a player, you know one or two that you're up against. Now, Carmel and Lammers would have probably been thinking, Scott Wright was fit tonight. It was either me or you that was getting left out. So it's up to them to go and prove the manager. Look, I was right to get picked in the starting line-up against Hearts. I'm right to get picked tonight. I'm going to show you. Now, it'd be interesting if Carmel gets booked in the first half while he gets up again. <laughs> I think it's quite... Easy to see that Cantwell maybe isn't um, the, the cup of tea that he was under Michael Beal. Because remember the Hearts game where Rangers were really struggling. He keeps Lammers on, and he takes Cantwell off. And I think if Wright was fit, that it would have been Cantwell. It would have made way. Even though, again, I'll say it. I've not quite seen it from Lammers apart from that one goal at Dens Park. But Clement obviously sees something in there. So. That's right, it's a big night for both of them. But Lammers has, I think, got to start repaying his manager as well. You know, with a big performance. If he's the one in behind Danilo, he's in there to create and make things happen. And I'm not too sure he does either of that at the minute. So, big night for both of them. But Scott Wright, big miss.
Mm. Um, it feels feel like everyone from a Rangers persuasion has been impressed by the new manager, Graham. No reason to not be at this stage. So, how important is is now this switch back into European competition for his early uh, early signs of what he can do? Yeah, it'll, it'll be good to see what kind of reaction he gets at home for his first European game. Um, my, my call was actually about Clement, um, and I actually wanted to hear from Mark on this uh, from a player's perspective. You know, they always talk about the new play, the new manager bounce and the effect that it can have. I was always I was always you know kind of wondering what it was like from a, player, a player's perspective. I'm assuming that Mark, you've been in teams that have changed manager mid-season. Do you do you find that you do get an extra 10, 15 percent in your legs to try and impress? And the fact that Clement said at the beginning, you know, everybody's getting a clean slate, so we're seeing people at Scott Wright who was treated pretty badly by the club. In the summer, you know, he was sent off to Turkey to some second division team and stuff very publicly. Um, you know, the fact that he's given him a clean slate. Does a new manager give you extra in your legs and training and things? Without doubt, and it's hard to explain. Um, probably the way I would explain it, it's, it's the same as any employment. A new boss comes in. You, if you are playing in the team or you're you're doing a steady job, then you want him to believe that you are able to continue that. But if you're frozen out, um, it's a chance for you to revive your career. And I, I don't think any one of the Rangers players would actively seek to leave Rangers just because they didn't like the club or they didn't settle in Glasgow. They want to play for Rangers because it's a big club. But obviously, if you're not playing football, you're unhappy with how the previous manager treats you then, it's going to affect your performances. A new guy comes in and he tells you... What about guys that aren't, though, unhappy or aren't frozen out of the team? Because, you know, if everybody... And we'd probably need 10 hours with sports psychologists to get to the bottom of the cliche that is the, the new manager bounce. But, yeah. you know, any of that stuff, does that not suggest that you sort of weren't trying previously? You know, I don't think it's about do trying. Extra? Uh, um, probably... Maybe you need a different voice to inspire you. Maybe you need just somebody to give you a different idea on things, a different outlook on things. Maybe you need things simplified, like someone said earlier that Clements came in and it's not overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. You would need to ask those players. Interesting to see that. The players are all hooked up to GPS now. It's interesting. The sports scientists, oh no. Did the Rangers players actively, uh, actually run more in training sessions than they did under Beal? That's yeah, quite easy well, to compare. That, didn't he? Um, yeah. James Tavernier revealed that the distances have been put up. So there you go. The, the training, could, that, the the training could be different. They could do yeah. a, a different distances in training. You know, Michael Beal could look at short-sided games, you know, with quick tempo and passing and putting under pressure. Clement could look at further, you know, bigger pitches to go and get more running stats in as well. So right now, I wouldn't be looking really into that. I do believe that as a player, I think the ones that benefit most is the guys that are look like they've they've no future. Mm. You know, Scott Wright, is, as the caller quite rightly says, he's going to Turkey. You know, whether teeth or hair, I don't know, but um, he was certainly... Maybe both. We maybe oh, both. he's got a nice hairline. He'll be um, fine. But he was certainly out the picture, and, and Mark's already says tonight, it's a big blow. So he's become an important player. Mm. Yeah, if any Partick Thistle under-18s players want to phone in about the new manager <laughs> bounce, uh, you can yeah. do. Thank you to Graham Brody is from Tory Glen. How's it going, Brody? Hey, no bad. How are you doing, panel? All good here. Confident tonight? I'm uh, confident Well thank God that, that you're, For the Stephen Gerrard's corn man's out the door So a bit more confident He's out the door to be honest with you oh, wow. I think you should take See, you see my man In the Dessers And the Rammers We need to get a game for Rodrigo and Glenn Cairn We need to get a game for Partick Fisher still in the building and you know, I'm a Rangers supporter before, For the last 30 years And I would say It's kind of the worst squad He's brought in For the Glenn's carry on 
Honest to God, so I don't know how some of them are still in the building. You should be dicked to the reserves and bring all the young boys in, even for like the 18th, like March, March 31st, was 18th. Have a gear in my shop before they before put the in the new. You know? And that's, and that's my opinion, and everybody's got an opinion, but generally, they wouldn't get a game for rather than getting Glenn Cairnhoff from, you know what I mean, mate? Yeah, um, I mean, we've had some good nicknames on this show. We've had, remember, remember Laptop Boy and Laptop, iPad Man? Yeah. You don't hear much about him anymore. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard's Cone Man. It's not a great name for a superhero, is it? No. But that's what Michael <laughs> Beale's been reduced to. It's amazing how things turn. We used to hear when Michael Beale came into Rangers at the beginning how brilliant a coach and everything. I've not heard any Rangers supporting saying a good word about him now. Mm. He's forgotten about, but that's the nature of football. Look, it's up to the. I think the the new man's Clement has come in, and I think he's taking his time. I think he's got a tune out of one or two. Danilo looks like he's starting to look at that player that. He was brought in and I voted that he was going to be player of the season. Yeah, he's starting to, he's starting to, <laughs> to gain be fair, momentum. Right? You, you could say that Stephen Gerrard's cone man um, was, without him, really fit for, for, mm-hmm. for a period, certainly, no? Yeah, but I, I think, know there were opportunities to play him that he didn't. I do get that, but certainly in the la- he, he could have been doing with him in the last couple of weeks where it got critical for him. Probably, yeah. Um, and he and brought in Raskin. Raskin has is, is been a decent signing. Can't well up until probably the last month or so. I know he's had a, one or two niggly injuries, but um, at the beginning, every Rangers fan was delighted with his um, contribution. Um, but yeah, of course, Dessers and Lammers, and they're still a bit to prove. But I said earlier tonight in the show... I'm looking forward to seeing what this new manager brings in signing-wise in January. You must be feeling optimistic going forward though, Brody, or are some of the players still concerning you? Sure, I do, do, but like I say, I would like to see like, half, half of the squad to bring in January. You know, it's hard to change the squad in January, obviously, and you're trying to compete with Selig, who's the best in the country for years, but in Europe, obviously, they can't kick the kick backside, you know what I mean? But we're still miles behind Celtic at this stage, but... I would imagine, obviously, they did a big, a big revamp again, and then that's going to take probably another eighteen months before maybe challenge again. So, it's challenging for the league cup. It's, it's no, it's, it's no really, it's, it's no acceptable. It should be challenging for the league. You know what I mean, mate? So, like I see half of them get a game for Dorgan Glen Kern or up here at Sol Juniors when they get a game. Never mind for the Glasgow Angels. You know what I mean, mate? Well, it seems like a good time to play beat the punter. <laughs> Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk/football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. 01419511025. The lines close at seven. Give us a call. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, both here, both waiting for you to get. In touch, it is a busy night, it's a busy week, I say it every night because it always is Scottish football, never a dull day. Uh, we're looking ahead to Rangers against Sparta Prague, so keep the calls coming. What do you make of the team, how do you see it going tonight? We're going through Pauk against Aberdeen, it's one all after 62 and a half minutes. Still be reflecting uh, on Celtic's defeat in Madrid, we're going to hear from Alistair Johnson in the not too distant future. Anything else out there? What about St Mirren Hibs fans? Last night, where are you? What did you make of it? Nick Montgomery doesn't win many games of football. It seems very up and down, uh, even within the 90 minutes. But, um, you know, still getting points on the board. St Mirren fans, how did you feel about last night as well? 0141-951-1025. Before we get to any of that, let's play this. Beat the 
Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. I can't remember the record this week. I feel like it's been a bit oh. of a, a mixed bag. Tell him where he is on the table. Come on. Tell him I've been waiting for it for a long time. Going to assume I'm bottom. Yeah, we, did, we discovered on Tuesday that you are indeed bottom. 40%. 40%? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 43% right for you. And you have been grannied as well, which gives yeah. you extra You know what, it's off. been disappointing, but I can only look up, I can only turn it around and... I'm up there in the 80s. No, 70, 73% for you. 73%? That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Simon lost on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, that's what it was. You were alongside him. He okay. blamed you, he said your facial expressions were... Simon won on Tuesday. Did you not? Or did you get beaten the tie-break? No, a tie-breaker, a boy got it small one. Right, I can't believe I've noticed this on the screen rather than the fact I'm sitting next to you. Are you now wearing Partick Thistle? I'm a jag. Clothing. Like, I'm a jag. <laughs> See how quickly I rub off on people. We've now got a new supporter. He's, he's got the jag. body warmer on. I've got another Geely. So not content with his free Toyota Geely, you've now scrimped off Mark Wilson during well, the got, break. I've got a great story I'm going to tell you. It is here. freezing in here, isn't it? Uh, so by the way, somebody reminded me again today, uh, Graham Guy, at the, the club that you used to play for Thistle. And I, we, we try yeah, not to mention uh, that. I learned uh, something new about Thistle. The day I try to learn something new. You know, there's the a really elephant... Jags. Buried under the, the ground? Yes. What? Nelly. Did you? Yeah, no. No, it wasn't called Nelly. Uh, well, that was a nickname, though. was used to say, oh, go and see Nelly. Nonsense. Uh, right, I believe you. I don't uh, believe you're part that's of right. that. Well, you, I knew, you knew I remember, that. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that? The, yeah. Apparently, they tell everybody that joins the club. Did tell me more, because I didn't know that. It's an elephant buried eye. So, under the. Is that it? That. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get much content. No, listen, <laughs> way back in 19 whatever. No, was, you've been stitched up. <laughs> no, no chance. You've been stitched up. There was a travelling circus called Buffalo's Bills oh, Travelling no, Circus. No, 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 no. Do you know what this is? Oh, he's fell for that. Honestly, I, I bet they're all sitting Google that. This and is it, was like, a, it was no, an old mine. No. And th- then this can't be true. Pretty, this, pretty do you know what this is? The guy looked serious when he told me. <laughs> see if I find it, you've wound me up. Did you seriously believe that? That there's an elephant under there. This is like tartan paint, long stand on work oh, experience, all that Did you get told that when you joined the show? No! There's not an elephant in there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Maybe I, I have been. cannot believe it. I don't know. If there's any perfect Thistle <laughs> fans out there that can verify Buffalo Bill's travelling circus you know what's in the elephant. mad about that? Is I'd like, be impressed they've, if that was They've happened. all sat there and thought, ah, wait, will we can, tell bet, him? Bet we can get him to repeat this <sighs> on the radio. Will you sit and go, seriously? What end? Oh, is hold on, hold on. I swear to God, see if you stitch me up. Is it the way end? <laughs> is, it, is there something on it? 18 yard box. Google's, was there an elephant buried at Fur Hill? Um, Come on, tell me I'm right. This may sound ludicrous, seemingly. There, just seemingly, there is a story. It's just a story again, Buffalo Bill, as you say. There you are! They reckon, <laughs> they reckon it may have been buried about the 1900s, possibly I before see that, Fur was even... Um, I, I, Bill, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I didn't even for one say that they dug up the centre circle and put the elephant yeah. in I was buried before it there you go it wasn't <sighs> like Kingsley that did it or anything uh, no, no. no he's got one ear down one wing one ear and a big trunk up the middle uh, <laughs> there you go uh. so there's just a bit of trivia uh, for you we're hitting the elephant end uh, oh, right. and just uh, Aberdeen 2-1 uh, down but the elephant story is much more I'll be using that Listen, if you think you're off the hook tonight You are not Mark oh. Wilson and I have got serious questions what To about? ask about your whereabouts last night But we'll get there <laughs> Let's play Beat the Pundit first <laughs> 
with G in Odingston. How's it going, Jay? I good. How are doing, lads? Good. Rangers fan, Jay. Are you got high hopes for the game tonight? Ah, often, always. Good. Good on you. Are you going to the game or are you just going to watch it in the house? No, I don't think they just now. We only won. He's on a 56 seater He's got a chance tonight I'll be in car parks Listening in (laughs) How many is your car Jay? Just the two Ah here we go Who are you with? Right boys A team effort Good Right Right, let's see if we can get Mark and I should double up then No no chance Anybody else who's round about Ibrooks And is listening to this Just start beeping your horn Right now And then Jay And he's Oh I hear somebody Aye. It works Aye. And then they'll know Shit, swear words. They've What got kind of car are you in Sitting in jail Don't tell them that They've got the support From the From the car park See oh. Anyway uh, right. Two against one That's no fair 30 seconds on the clock But we need to find out Who you're playing first Heads It's Mark Tails It's Gordon And it is Heads Mark Wilson Come on Jane Your mate The elephant man um, <laughs> the elephant. Let's I think we should be calling me that. Let's give Mark some greatest hits radio to listen to. Jay, thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can, and just pass if you don't know and move on. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Which Scottish Premiership club's got a castle on their badge? Edinburgh. Who scored St Mirren's penalty last night? Pass. Who's the only member of the Rangers team with a cap for England? How many English Premier League titles has Joe Hart won? Three. True or false, a world record for the fastest hat-trick is held by a Scotsman? False. What Scottish team are referred to as the Dark Blues? Maple Blues. Mm, oh, they were, they were arguing. They were debating it between the two of them. Let's bring that oh, back. If they can't beat him with that. Saying that, they're easy. Very good. Will me help you? No. Do you no. think they've done enough to beat Mark before you've even heard Mark's answers? I only hear you. I don't hear the answers. Oh right, okay. Right, so I don't know how Dumber and Dumber's done in the the Copeland. Rich, what a goal! Rich coming from you two, Aberdeen are level. I didn't kick. even see it, but I'll just pretend it was a great McGrath, goal. I think um, the celebrations are suggesting it was a good goal, um, but they've got twenty minutes left to try and hang on or even Come build on, on that. So, uh, right, thirty yeah. seconds yeah. on the clock, Mark. Okay. Your time starts now. Which Scottish Premiership club has a castle on their badge? Hearts. Who scored St Mirren's penalty last night? Uh, O'Hara. Who's the only member of the Rangers team with a cap for England? Oh, oh. Golton. How many English oh, Premier League titles has Joe Hart won? One. True or false, the world record for the fastest hat-trick is held by a Scotsman. Uh, true. <laughs> what Scottish team are referred to as the Dark Blues? Dundee. Who was the Motherwell manager prior to Stuart Kettlewell? Stevie Ham. Jay, what do you think? You done it. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> oh no. yes! I told you they two. Oh, uh, I see where you were going with this, but the Scottish pre- and they two said Edinburgh City, not even in the Premiership. Uh, but again, I, I get oh, where you're going. Sterling, Panic. Sterling must be Sterling. Are they in the Premiership? Oh, was it a Premiership? <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. To be fair, I went, your with, help. I went with Hearts as well. It's Hibs. Hibs. Yeah, ah, you can't. None of they do, right? Doesn't they, they come from Edinburgh. Um, it's got a big castle in it. St Mirren's penalty was no, scored no. by Mark O'Hara. So 1 0 to Mark Wilson. However, Connor Goldson with an Jack England cap, Jack Butland. Ah, Equaliser for Jay in the car. Beat the horn again outside Ibrooks. Give him some support. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
that. How easily uh, amused uh, are we? I know. I know. That's quite Three good. absolute infants. <laughs> no, but how here. bad are they going? I'll peep. No, I like it. Um, Joe Harps won two English Premier League titles. None of you got it. True or false, the world record for the fastest ever hat-trick yes. is held by Tommy Ross of Ross County way back yeah. in 1964. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Before the elephant yeah. was... Three yeah. goals in 90 seconds, apparently. Ah, good work. Did Mark he get Wilson, that? No. Did you Mark, get that? No. Yes. Mark Wilson goes one in front. Yes. Dark Blues is Dundee. Oh, yes. Mark Wilson got it and he yes. got Stevie Hamill. It was oh. a 4-1 win in the end. Hard How did two numpties only get one? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky G. Aye. Oh, they were arguing though. Were they? Well, uh, they, the last one, the spokesman, Jay, said Wraith, but his pal in the background was going Dundee. They couldn't uh, agree on the answers. Oh. The strategy was all wrong. Hard yes. lines, guys. Thanks for taking part. Hey, all the best. Enjoy your Cheers, night. Jay. One last beep of the horn. Yeah. See them yeah. on their way. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. It's the same person. There must be sitting next to him. 01419510. Well done, Mark. Thanks. Percentage up. Five. That's that. Great free kick. by a little. Great free kick, Jamie McGrath. Brilliant. Happy with that. Laces through it. Bit of dip on it into the, the bottom corner. Brilliant strike. And got to say Aberdeen needed it because they're really up against it. This side's a decent side. Going forward especially a decent side. But the leave gaps at the back and Aberdeen exploited it. Over the two games they've exploited it. But they can certainly score goals at Aberdeen under a wee bit of pressure. Corner to face. But great hit from McGrath. Yes, so one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need. Keep your calls coming in, whether it's on Rangers tonight, Aberdeen tonight, Celtic a couple of nights ago, St Mirren and Hibs last night. Anything else? Please do get your thoughts over to us. Uh, you can pick up the phones uh, right now and let us know what's happening there. What is it? Seventy three gone over mm. there in Greece. So still a bit of time. Um, it's going to be a tough end, Gordon. You look we at could what, struggle uh, here. Ooh, you look at what good happened defender. Um, last it week. Was it offside? That's the type of cutting edge analysis. Well, I don't know. Him. The referee's pointing somewhere. It's a penalty no, kick. It's it's no way. way. He gave a penalty. I think he's given a penalty kick. Do you know what's funny is. Um, so uh, it's very good. I actually think great analysis from you. I yeah, think this you. ref has been terrible all night. Actually. Um, I mean, oh, oh, wow. no. Wow. No, 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 do you know what, he might get saved by an offside anyway, oh my <laughs> god, that's so bad. It's one of the worst decisions you'll ever see, I mean he's, there's, far. there's yeah. daylight in between uh, never McGrath and the, and the player, so, Look, listen, this will get overturned. I get it, I say it all the time, and I, I don't care, see if our refs make mistakes, phone in here, call them out, I don't mind that, I think that's important, but we are banned, officially banned. Banned from thinking that refs in other leagues are any better. Every time I watch a European <laughs> or an international game at the moment, you know, thinking in situations oh, like this, the guy should just say in his ear, "There's no need for you oh, to come no. and check. It's not a penalty. Don't even bother coming to the monitor to look. It's like, hold on a minute. Come on, son. See if we if I take his badge off him right now. I I know. Willie Collum and John Beaton and their pals make some bad decisions. See if see if one of our refs made that. Yeah, we'd we'd need a we'd need a fifteen hour show. Yeah, that's how bad that is. Yeah, for yeah. anyone who thinks we're exaggerating, he's actually still standing there thinking that's a right decision. Yeah. Somebody sure surely this. stole him in his ear. Listen, this is we've got <coughs> we've got to downgrade you. What, what frustrates you know, fans? Do you know but this is the thing, though. Like as I've explained this before, they'll also. They, 
check the offside and stuff like that as well. And and to be fair, if they're doing it in the right order, I would have thought they would just check the penalty first. I'm not I'm not entirely sure on that, um, but they'll check a couple of different things because, like I said, even if they think that's a foul. I think he's possibly offside. He's offside anyway. Yeah. Um, no, no, but so you're checking more than one thing, though, is yeah. what I'm saying. I, I, think, that I, I, I right. think you're right, Gordon. They, they, uh, for it being a penalty, surely they check the penalty first, then they have to go in re- reverse order for a situation I, I like this. I think they're checking so the ref- referee's qualifications, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, he's so, going over his so he is onside, then, presumably. Yeah. Or they've told him you need to go home. He's running off. <laughs> he's up the road He's got a taxi waiting for him You wonder what he he's going to feel when he sees us You see, know I get We all make mistakes but We all but, say see the minute they go to the screen It's given Imagine he's stuck <laughs> with us <laughs> But uh, no one's as bad The assistant it. referee is on this side So he can see daylight wow. between McGrath and the attacker Surely he should be saying right away it's so bad No it's not penalty And of course you don't give out um, oh. oh, freeze frame, freeze frame. Stonewaller. I've shown him a freeze frame with the pub player lying on the <laughs> ground. I don't know what that's going to achieve. Um, and course, then the worst angle of all time. Do you know what? Though? That's a dive, but you, of course you don't get. VAR doesn't give out bookings, so he's not going to get booked for diving. But but that's a dive. There we are. No uh, penalty. Yeah, there is some justice. <laughs> he's well done. In the world, yeah. He's worked that one out for himself. It's a foul by the attacking player because he dived. Is that why he's yeah, gave a yeah, foul? Yeah, yeah, I would say that must be it. Um, wow, that's such a bad decision. Luckily, VAR was there to let Aberdeen off the hook. Um, Scott's a Celtic fan. Scott, what are you thinking tonight? Um, it shoot me like the last two days to actually come back down half the ceiling watching Celtic and Tuesday night. <laughs> that I, bad? I, I, I was absolutely shocked, stunned, and just the way Brendan Rodgers set the team up. I'm no Brendan's greatest fan. I was on here complaining about his subs the other week or his lack of using the players. Wednesday night, Tuesday night, you're playing against one of the best teams in La Liga. Don't lose a lot of goals and they've been scoring a lot of goals lately. So what does Brendan do? Brendan's idea is, is putting a guy that's played three starts for us against that team and his quote was he needed a tackler in there. Well, he's got a guy in there that's got a lot more experience, maybe not European level, but in playing level in a water and won't play him. We went one nothing down after five minutes. Mark and, and Gordon, tell me if I'm wrong here, what's the last thing you say to your team is to walk out the door, you're going to play a, a team that's better than you? Keep it tight for the first 20 minutes. Agreed? We yeah. didn't even last five. But, but that, surely, Scott, you can appreciate that that can happen <laughs> at this level when you're playing against Griezmann and guys like that, that a goal like that can happen. Early in the game, it doesn't matter if it's twenty minutes or five. It's all right saying Scott to keep it tight, but actually doing it's a mm. different thing, isn't it? Well, well, how, how can I? Say? I just think you set the team up wrong. Even his sub, see when we went down to ten men. Why did not bring on um, the big boy Phillips and play him it and at the centre half and go with three centre halves and five middle of the park? Because that's what he done in the last game. In the last, I think it was the last twenty-five minutes or so when he brought players on, he swaffled it around about. We were all going, "Oh, he took big camera Why is he doing that?" And you, you, you could see it was to go to three at the back. It, I mean, he's, even his subs as well. He brings on, he brought on two young guys, he brought on O, and then he brought on, um, who's the other one? He brought on O, and O, home. Home's hardly started a game as well. I mean, I, 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 it was as if he just chopped it. <laughs> and it was just like, let's dig any sub out and we'll just throw anybody on. Because I can't make him retaliate. I can't make him retaliate why, why his selection was, and why didn't he go to three at the back and give him a chance to middle of the park? I don't get it. I, I really don't. 
excuse me. Uh, I've got to say, I was. I'm not going to sit here and tell Brendan Rodgers how to set up. Why? That's why you're here. But what I will say is, I was very surprised. Away from home, one nil down, down to ten men. Um, especially second half because they lose that goal right on half time. Two nil down. You're thinking, right? Okay, this could be a sore one. And he goes with two up top. Um, That's okay when you do that at Livingston. And I'm not being disrespectful against Livingston, but he had, he had Maeda um, and up top as well with plenty of work power. Unfortunately, he was off. But to go away from home against a quality side, 2-0 down, stick with your two up top, um, I was very surprised with that, I've got to say. Look, I think you lose 6-0. I, 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 I can't say that you're wrong, but ju- just mm. as a counter... It, do we need to get away from this automatic assumption that sort of all you need to do is... No, you could have lost six way playing Phillips you know, at the back. It's sort of sit back or... It's been quite the week for it, hasn't it? You know, Ange gambled on it and it didn't work in the mm. end, but it almost did and that sort of thing. Um, it just Do Celtic have the personnel to, to do it differently, Mark, do you think? Um, you could argue to play more defensively, possibly... Um, but I mean it would be taking guys from almost in mm. the cold and putting them into an environment like that so maybe you, you get the yeah. same outcome because um, it's also not like I know positionally right you talk about strikers and whatever but it's not like Celtic in the second half had all these big attacks and then were picked off you know it's not like they were th- throwing caution to the wind and left all this space because they were attacking so much um, the, the, the problem you're totally anything. right yeah I, I, it's not as if the team was stretched um, between both penalty areas the gaps were in between the back four and the midfield three that were already there so uh, there's an argument for plugging gaps but who's to say that wouldn't have ended that way and Brendan Rodgers gets slaughtered for, for going to a more defensive I don't know but, <clears throat> I don't know if he went with the two Mark to try and get an out ball and get up the pitch Right, you could argue with that point. He, he looked at the situation. I do agree. I think at the end he knew the he, he knew the ball was burst, and he, he started putting on players to get game time and work away to and mm. give them a you know give them a bit of um, you know minutes in the legs. I, I don't think there was any doubt in that, and I don't see a lot wrong with that. But I still get back to it. You can look at this ten man. I still believe that you can just do more. Yeah. Um, just quickly, what about that midfield conundrum, if you like? Because it did feel like there, wa- there wasn't an obvious contender because people would say, well, you just, if, this, if this is a domestic game, or David Turnbull has to play. You're looking at his performances recently in scoring the goals. Um, understandably, to, up to a point, people seem well, maybe looking for more off the ball and Bernardo came back in last week. But you know he didn't perform well domestically in between times. We've not seen a lot of home... Scott raises a Wata, you know, came on at Tynecastle and scored, barely seen since. Well, they're struggling to find a solution for that, that Hatati one. Yeah, I think so. Awata's far down the pecking order in recent games, will, will tell you that. So it is a toss-up between Turnbull, Bernardo and Holmes on the periphery just now. What Celtic fans would like to see more of home? Um, I've not seen enough to really judge him. For me, it's between Bernardo and Turnbull. And if you're... If you're starting with off the ball stuff, I don't think there's a, for my naked eye, I don't think there's a lot between them off the ball. So then I have to go on the ball. Who gives you the most on the ball? For me, it's clear that Turnbull gives you more on the ball. Brendan Rogers, I, I, I've said that last week, he sees him every day in training. So he must see a, a, a real difference 
off the ball. Because so what, you do think Bernardo's better off the ball, but just not it, it, not like enough that it becomes this big drastic for me, thing. Uh, yeah, but again, Brendan Rodgers sees him face value in training and sees the work rate. Mm. He'll have the stats to back it up. I don't see it. He obviously does. Okay, we'll have to leave it there because we'll get a full-time teaser coming up and more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here. 87 gone in Greece. Palk 2, Aberdeen 2. Barry Robson side hanging on. Um, but if the last meeting between these sides is anything to go by, what the score is at 87 minutes is not entirely <laughs> relevant to the end outcome. So we'll see. Building up to kick off at Ibrox as well, looking back on Celtic, various things happening. Let's give you to a question here. The full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slat wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. It's a really good question. That's right. Genuinely, the person that sent it in, you know, it's like an email thing. Mm. It's coming from an account which is, says it's Gordon DL's unusually long nose. Like, genuinely, that's the name of their account. <laughs> that's the name <laughs> why, why would they name it that? I've no that's, idea um, And I'm deadly serious as well um, And it's a cracking question <laughs> But because you two are a bit daft And we're short on time I'll give you the simplistic version of it yeah. Can you name the last four Old Firm players To score two or more In a European game So we're looking for a Scottish team So the, the, uh, For the Old Firm, sorry Can you name the last four Old Firm players To score two or more In a European match Hmm Sakala? No. Oh, I'm lucky. Mm. Oh, I don't like the silence. I'm Barry Robson? No. no. Like way more recently than oh, that. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, Kent. Oh, I thought that would be a good shout, but it's not. Morelos? Yes. Got to be in oh, there, isn't Against Sparta Prague. Look at that. 2021. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Come on. Hmm. Hmm. Lot of mmms. Yeah. Maybe not enough answers, just obvious a... one, maybe. Kyogo? No, a bit like, no. Edward? No. <laughs> Let's not necessarily worry about where this guy plays on the pitch, because that's not always linked to your likelihood of scoring goals, is it? Tavernier? Yes, James Tavernier against Braga in 2022. Okay, we'll get the other two hopefully before the end. Thanks to Gordon DL's unusually long nose for sending it into full time <sighs> at Clyde1.com. Speaking of Gordon DL's unusually long nose, what a response on your Instagram last night. <laughs> oh, aye. Me and Mark Wilson were texting each other at 11 o'clock at night Why? last night just to Why? discuss. Just to discuss you. Because yeah. you know you're such a strange character. Yeah, I am. Um, so, it makes, firstly, it makes a nice refreshing change on your Instagram. Usually it's you with a driver in your mm-hmm. hand standing on the golf course. Um, so you've mixed it up. You've actually, you've done the unthinkable. You've gone to a game of football last night, right? Mm-hmm. You've gone to St Mirren against Hibs. Mm-hmm. Not that, but I mean, th- that Nearly is Nearly 6,000. Good crowd. That is unremarkable for you because you don't go to games of football, right? Yeah. So you've gone. Mm-hmm. Then there's the picture, right? Which is like the most awkward looking <laughs> picture of all time. You look, in fact, can the camera see this? Can we zoom in? I think that's... Um, Classic, Gordon. but you've got a message. Yeah, better watch uh, can we zoom when are you in coming home? on my phone? Uh, it's Gordon Bielli. It looks it's... like he's been photoshopped at the Smyza Stadium. <laughs> the most awkward pose. He's also dressed 
like he's come from a funeral. What do you um, mean a funeral? I've got a shirt and tie on. A black jacket. I couldn't believe. Why did you get a shirt and tie on? When this was brought to my attention. Why are you going to a football match I with didn't a really, shirt and tie on? I'd, well, if I told I you story, if I told you story, you wouldn't believe me. I was actually out in town, right, in a shirt and tie <laughs> on a way. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a traditional, it's a traditional Christmas thing I do. Um, <laughs> I go, it's the ninth of November. <laughs> yeah, I like to get my shot in early. Um, I decided I had a an early bath. Um, I decided I was a bit bored, so I'll get myself dressed. Went down to the library, get the <laughs> X11 bus right in. Hey, that sounds street. absolute nonsense. But anyway, with your shirt and tie on, didn't know where to sit. Also, front is that back, a New Balance no jacket you've got on? Yeah, is that a New, is balance, that a new jacket? balance jacket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have shirt and tie. No. Man is more interested in the New Balance. No. I zoomed in. Tried to zoom in here just I to see. Know. There's definitely a, a look at his face. He looks startled. There's a there's a terrific story about that. I can't disclose it. I'm Do you know sorry. what though? Right, the best thing about it is actually the replies because it makes me realise that see everything <laughs> we say on this show, even just the little nonsense throwaway jokes I that the three the of us have. Good. I've got a lot of good positive feedback. People remember everything. See the amount of like little super scoreboard jokes or like in jokes <laughs> in the comments remarkable right so like straight straight through people have obviously got you down um you know lots of people saying like nice freebie um omg uh, says seize the laptop in reference to your, your laptop <laughs> yeah yeah okay um, trisha mack what car garage did you get that jacket from <laughs> still from a car garage <laughs> the Julie, like the Julie like that you wore the, top uh, the toyota one last week um like Gary, Gary, shirt and tie on made his way up the m8 because you always like talking about yeah but it was the same before um and on bath night no less i explained professional. the bath. so people are always <laughs> it just shows you that they're clearly listening. Size McLeod says, "Is the dodgy stick not working the night?" I've not got a dodgy stick. Ryan, I've never seen anyone look more uncomfortable at a football match. I agree very with that true. one. Very true. Was why very why cool. would you have a shirt and tie on? I mean, a shirt and tie is one of the most uncomfortable things you can wear. Never mind going to a even nowadays a it's game. Just, just, uh, just not required. I, it's a tradition I do every year. Um, you boys don't know this the, about the, me. The I get dressed up, I put a shirt and tie on, I get in town, I sort of like about do my Christmas show. Where do you go? Oh, everywhere. Street, Sockey Hill Street. Left, right. The new um, horseshoe bar. Just <laughs> your shirt and tie yeah, on. The karaoke. The Notster the no- the no- <laughs> says, now you're going to memorise the capacity to mention for the next three months, like you did when you went to Easter Road for the reverse fixture. That's right. Why did you go? Season. Why have you been to the... Just loves Hibs and Sam. Uh, uh, well, you think about it. Last two games I've been to, nine goals. Nine. Right, right. Okay, I missed one last mean? night. I left early again. I, I knew leave. you would have missed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I missed the. I missed the equaliser. Because like, obviously, to anyone with any sense, knows that the Christmas shopping story is a lie. So the, the thought. Is, I'm standing. Sitting here. The, the thought I'm standing of here. you. I mean, you've obviously been invited in some sort of capacity because you certainly wouldn't pay. So it's the thought of that. <laughs> then then you thinking right. I'm the impress here. Where are my ties? Did you did you have a, a suit jacket on under that black yeah. jacket as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See that's even uncomfortable. Put a jacket on top of a suit jacket oh, is uncomfortable. The comments I got last night, I was looking really. It's just the thought. 
I take it the next It's him in the mirror In the flat go, Right the dad Come on You need to impress oh, yeah. tonight You've been invited To the St Mirren game Let me <laughs> dig out Let yeah. me dig out my tie collection For 1999 <laughs> Where's United tie <laughs> Do you know what it is Well it would be oh. black and white So it would fit in By the way On top of that I had a jumper on as well right A v-neck And the tie Was up to about there no, the big net, the big. Oh, oh my God, that's Jimmy. disgusting! <laughs> it's a oh, tie. Oh, get me. Oh. Anyway, listen. I'm really sorry about that. Reform you. It was a good game. Good I'm, game. I'm uh, very sorry about that, Robert and Scott. And that that went on way too long. What's your point tonight? Ah, good evening, panel. Good evening, guys. Hello, how are you? My problem is, why do Celtic get so much slack thrown on the Garden Europe? I know they were terrible the other night. I mean, I'm mad about it. But at the same time, they're playing world champions. Look at Man United, bottom of their group. Newcastle, bottom of their group. There's not a word said. How much money have they got coming in? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll be saying it down there. I mean, Man United are getting a fair, they're getting a fair bit of negativity. <laughs> it's just natural that with us being up here, we don't, we don't care too much and um, just kind of looking after our, our own. I mean, does that? Does that make you feel any better about it then that, that Man United are a mess? I don't know. Does that how does that change? Know, it, it, it gives me a wee bit more satisfaction that we're not that bad considering we've got pennies compared to their millions. I think yeah. the, the flip side of that is though when Feyenoord are in Celtic's group and seem to be progressing nicely and then if you look at well, Copenhagen, Copenhagen who beat yeah. Man United and Shakhtar beat Barcelona and Shakhtar beat Barca then you get an idea of you know fans frustration. If they can do it why can't Celtic? Um, yes. Well, to maybe flip it the other way, or maybe this is making the same point. I've kind of lost track. It would show you that money doesn't guarantee you anything. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I guess a bit take Newcastle as an example. Yeah, they've got loads of money, but maybe lacking that bit of Champions League experience um, and the group they're in. Bear in mind who, who they're up against in their group. But, it's probably the yeah. worst group you could be in. But generally, Gordon, this notion that you know poor Celtic are getting too much criticism because there are other teams who are also struggling. I don't know. I mean, we're just here in Glasgow in the West and th- th- that's just what it is. I, d- I don't think we should really be worrying about anyone what, else. What doesn't help is the manner and the defeat, the, the amount of goals as well. You've got to, like, it's the Celtic fans that are coming in and criticising. Uh, I've heard a few today talking about, you know, we shouldn't even be at that table. Uh, it's a, a bridge too far for us. But if you look at the financial situation, it's brilliant for Celtic as a club, making the money. It's brilliant for the supporters going along to Celtic Park or going on the trips to over to Madrid to see the top, top teams. Um, and you can only get better by, I know we keep saying it every year, playing in it and learning and trying to work your way through it and get better. And Sick of hearing that though, aren't they? I know, and, uh, yeah, yeah of thing. course it is, but what else do you do? Yeah. Would you rather not be in it? And the, obviously mm. the wealth that comes with it. Uh, Robert, thanks. Sorry it'll have to be short and sweet because I didn't realise we were so close to kick-off Aberdeen. Surely that's it. Unless referee's not done much right, but surely he can blow the whistle. We're past the seven minutes and he still hasn't. Maybe Aberdeen will snatch it here. Um, anyway, we'll go back to Ibrox for kick-off next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson are here. 17 minutes 
16 if you're keeping count ahead of kickoff at Ibrox we'll go back there and build up you can still call you can squeeze it in it has finished well done to Aberdeen a good point out there in Greece it makes you wonder if they hadn't been on the receiving end of a truly objectively horrendous penalty decision last game out um, maybe that group could be um, well it would be looking a bit more different for them but there we are they've taken a point tonight and well done to them two all against Palk over there in Greece um, thanks to everyone who during the break some more nice feedback for you on, on Instagram there about your appearance I think you should all take it as a compliment it just strikes me as how how much people take you two to their hearts that they remember everything you say and that they're easy to bring up all these jokes and slag you about them you know, I was in a local petrol station today a gentleman called Zach was shouting across the forecourt just just desperate to be mentioned on the show with Zach with you just fill you get up. free petrol for that day. Oh, I wish. Oh, yeah. We'll there's, we'll see if there's if you're thing. listening, Zach. Listen, you're the master of the freebie. See oh. if you could secure a free tank of fuel. That'd be oh. impressed with you. Oh, I've been there. That's when we're really talking. <laughs> I've been down that road. Um, what about this? <laughs> Literally. Te- what about this teaser? Can you name the last four old firm players to get two or more goals in a European game? You've got James Tavernier and Alfredo Morelos. Go Gary Hooper. No. <laughs> Forest, nope. I've just got so much emphasis in there. One is like a real, real left field effort. How long ago? Only three years ago. Mm. But, um, I think this does include qualifiers. I'm sure. Oh no! Let me double check. Um, let me find out. Not that it'll make any difference to you two. Yeah, there there was a one of the Celtic ones. Um, I'll give you a clue One Celtic One Rangers left The Celtic one Is a, a qualifier I think the third Qualifying round Of the Europa League And how Jota No How many years For the Rangers one Yeah they're both Quite recently They're both 2021 Right so That's a that's a big clue Because that takes Your Gary Hoopers And all the rest Yeah well out yeah, of we should, we should get it now no. Right I'll give you Some more thinking time I'll give you Some more thinking time If we can uh, right, 01419511025. Impressive result that from Aberdeen, isn't it? Happy with that? We've not yeah, had much yeah. to cheer in Europe this season. Yeah, they will look at the, the home game. Um, but I've got to say, I was impressed with Aberdeen tonight. I think they showed a lot of uh, courage, a lot of um, commitment to come back because they were under a bit of pressure at times. They were away from home. I think the fact that they're now in the first cup final... Um, they've taken a lot of confidence from that. Uh, Duke starts tonight, gets a, I thought it was a terrific goal, I've got to say. Um, so Barry Robson, he's in a good place. A couple of weeks ago, he came under a little bit of criticism. The Aberdeen fans were slowly turning against him, but uh, he's turned things around so far. Yeah, great result for him. And particularly when you put it together, what Daz says, the, the semi-final, mm-hmm. but didn't he 10 men as well? Um, so in a good place... At the minute, some standout performances. Er McGrath, excellent, excellent goal, and he can he can look forward to a cup final in the next uh, European tie. But that's right. Just go yeah. back a couple of or last week to that home game and think they were robbed. Could have looked so much better for them. A uh, couple of sort of managerial coaching stories, just quickly to update people with and get your thoughts on the most recent one. Whilst we've been on air tonight, Aloha have lost their manager, Brian Rice, because he's gone to be a first-team coach at Livingston. It's quite an wow. interesting one, that, isn't it? Because you yeah. get the logic, you know, it's back to back to the Premiership and so on. 
but you, you know, you leave a managerial position to go into a coaching staff. I always think that um, that must be a hard balance. You guys have been there. Yeah. Um, Brian's been a number two. He was a number two to John Hughes for a long, long time. Um, so he knows that role as well. He wanted to go out on his own. Uh, he's been a decent enough manager, Brian, but he's obviously just looked at it in the lure of the Premier League, going back to Livingston, probably uh, maybe David Martindale looking for a little bit of experience in the dugout. They've taken a big, big slump, but they're in trouble so far. Um, so that might just... A fresh voice in there, I think it'd be a good move from uh, Livingston, but sometimes, as a number two, you go, oh, I've always wanted to go and be the, the main man in charge. Brian's obviously... He's done that, but feels that his I mean, best role is a number two now. Would you take the assistant under-18s manager job at a Premiership club? That's that's the sort of logic we have to go down here. Would I take the assistant um, under-18s manager? He would take, he'd take the caretaker. <laughs> he'd dig up the elephant. If <laughs> no, no, I would stay Give him a shovel in, in the park. Yeah. He, but I can understand, Brian, yeah. I can understand that logic, guy. Like Daz says, maybe, you know, stepping up to the Premiership. I think the lure Livingston stable enough. Yeah. I think Livy fans will be happy, won't they? I think they will. They need, they need something in there. Well, they need experience in there uh, alongside David Martindale, and they've certainly got their man. I'm not saying a, a move to Livingston isn't good, but see if I was to pick the location of my next coaching job, do you know who's got it right? Robbie Nielsen, mm. Tampa, Florida, if you don't mind. The Tampa Bay Rowdies, he is the new head coach there. Nice. Good name in that team. That's I like not, that. Listen, you're just, that, that's, that's a good move on a number of levels, isn't it? That's fantastic. Well, quality of life from <laughs> Gorgie to sorry to the people of Gorgie to no, they know where they are. So to to St Petersburg, Florida, um, amazing. Okay, I'm showing off his Florida knowledge. Oh, he knows. Ah, he know knows a place inside it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one um, thing. You ever going to Florida? You take this man away. Good to see Robbie Nielsen though back involved. You know, he's. he's it's been a, a a complex relationship, I think, with the Hearts fans. Good guy, um, Robbie. I like Robbie. Uh, one of the good guys in football. Um, very knowledgeable. Um, I was talking to him a few weeks ago, and uh, I'm delighted for him to please, be back. In. Please take me as your assistant, oh, Robbie. Uh, oh, I'll oh, translate for you at the, the SFA thing. Sucking up to him, Robbie oh, was yeah. one of the speakers. Robbie, that was really interesting. Oh, love America. Where are you, <laughs> where are you going next, Robbie? I'll leave my jacket, my jelly. To follow you, you're I, exactly. You're not getting America. <laughs> Here's one for you, right? I wonder. I watch this space. Is I've been racking my brains all day. Is there any players out there who maybe Robbie Nielsen's worked with, um, who maybe not getting a game at his current club, who maybe doing a bit of media work to pass the time, who maybe went to the same hair clinic as Robbie <laughs> Nielsen, who would maybe fancy a wee move in January to Tampa? Any come to any come to mind? Did they not say also he was? He was named a, a frustrated skateboarder, kind of skateboard over that neck. Are, well. are you you looking at the wig? Can you listen? It <laughs> makes sense. Put two, and two together. You can imagine that baldy bit at the top of that nest. It is, it's yeah, a, they, it is hurricane. They, they were roasted. Hurricanes obviously are. Oh, I'd <laughs> blow off. He'll be having expenses to Turkey every three weeks. We cannot be doing with another hole in the in the weekly roster on Clyde Super Scoreboard. What happens? You've if, ditched if, us on a Tuesday. Ah, that might be Tampa are going to come calling, aren't they? Oh, no, of course. Good. He's such a good... He doesn't say a lot. Enjoying? Oh, he sits under the wee hat. He's, he's okay. Tampa are bound to come calling, surely. <laughs> of
He's still a bit in his contract. Would you, you know? ra- hold on, would you, would you sit on the bench every week at Dingwall and Livy, or would you take a wee stint in Tampa? And he's made a living out of sitting on the bench. <laughs> exactly, so why <laughs> you not sit on it in Florida? <laughs> he takes his own seat. <laughs> every not, bench has got the holiday. No one, when you walk down the park and you see the names, every ground you go to the waste thing now, holiday. I think it's a no-brainer. Anyway, um, quickly, back to, <laughs> <laughs> back to Ibrox, please, Andrew McLean. <laughs> Ibrox ahead of this one. We did talk about Rangers' really impressive home record in the Europa League. It looks even more promising when you realise Sparta aren't great travellers either. No win in their last 10 European away ties. The last one was actually in Glasgow beating Celtic 4-1 three years ago. That won't be on the mind of Philip Clement. No, it's about the here and now. He said yesterday he wants to build a machine. He's happy with the progress that they've made so far. He says there's still a long way to go, though. One thing he has emphasised, though, is the connection between the team and the fans. It being back in a strong position after what was a fractious start to the season, really. And as I look to my left, there's a big Tifo as well in the Broomlone Road stand. The uh, blue, white and red flags are out and there's a big banner that says by your side we're loyal and true so the Rangers fans will be in full voice tonight going into this one I'll just give you a recap of the starting lineup as well just the one change Leon Balogun drops out not in the European squad of course Ben Davies comes in Jack Butland continuing in goal the back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson Ben Davies and Borna Barisic the two holding midfielders Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom it's Todd Cantwell Sam Lammers and Abdallah Siba in behind Danilo, the substitutes McCrory, right, that's Kieran Wright by the way the young goalkeeper, Scott Wright not on the squad for this one Dessers, Lawrence, Fuentes, Sterling Ruth, King, Devine and McCausland, we are almost ready to get underway here at Ibrox Go on then, score prediction, you two uh, I'll start I think this will be a tough game for Rangers on the evidence of last week I'll go 1-1 Really? 1-1? Home, one, one. home record Rangers No, home record uh, I won't get beat I fancy Rangers 2-1 tonight and I think I've got one of the teasers by the way <laughs> uh, <laughs> How'd you come up with that? Yeah we're almost out of time let's, let's recap Eagle the teaser <laughs> Let's recap the teaser then it is the last four Old Firm players to score two or more in a European game you've got James Tavernier Alfredo Morelos two to get I'm just taking a guess here I think it was a qualifier uh, I told you it was a qualifier oh, did in 2021 remember? Is it David Turnbull? David Turnbull against Jablonets <laughs> 2021 He's um, good at reading upside down Writing the Studying your paper there You could see my sheet from there could you? <laughs> no I didn't And not. the last one The Rangers won Matondo's got it on Twitter It's no Matondo Lindstrom? Nope mm. Is it outfield? As in well, you wouldn't think of it. What? Defender. Left field left is the field. phrase you're looking for. <laughs> right, left field. Here's my final clue. It Goalkeeper. Is specifically left field. Barisic. Borna Barisic. Really? Against Boom. Antwerp. Antwerp. There you go. I wasn't even ready to upside for tomorrow. Make sure you join us. Six o'clock. We'll look back on whatever happens at Ibrox tonight with Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller. Looking forward to that. And in the meantime, just stay right there because Amber is up next.